You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is all about money values. It's a short one, but a powerful one. We're going to talk about how your money values affect both the quality of clients that you attract and how to hack your own brain to improve your money values and to get better quality clients. Let's start with some facts. There's a pile of research that shows and proves that like attracts like. A recent article in the Huffington Post by PhD Dr. Margaret Paul gives a great summary of how and why this occurs in relationships. And that's really relevant to today's episode because let's face it, your life and your businesses are full of relationships, including relationships based around money or purchasing. I wanna read a direct quote from this article. While nobody deliberately seeks out someone who's closed, negative and needy, if this is you, then that is what you will attract into your life. If you want a loving relationship, then you need to do the work of learning how to take emotional responsibility. So Dr. Paul is talking about a love relationship here, but the same thing applies to a money relationship. And the antidote for attracting the wrong kind of people into your life is to take stock of the way you treat yourself and to work on your own mind, your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. And in terms of money, that is getting clear on your own worth and the value of what you sell. So to get some clarity around this, let's start with a question. Who are you attracting right now? Start by looking at the types of clients that you typically attract to your business. Are they penny pinchers? Are they fearful of spending money? Do they find it hard to say no? Do they see spending on themselves as wasteful or a risk? Do they think they're not worth it or that they should be put last and everybody else should be put first in terms of money? Let's first acknowledge that if you have these sorts of clients, you don't have a sustainable business model because it's hard work to sell. But further, if your clients behave like this, then it's a pretty good indication that your money values are similar and you'll continue to attract people who think like this. And that will make selling hard and that will make business difficult. But let's go back to you. If you don't value yourself or if you find it hard to ask for money or if you just want to help people who have nothing, then you'll remain stuck in this space and it will be difficult to build a business, let alone a viable one. So what's the answer? What do you need to do? Simply, as mentioned before by Dr. Paul, it's that you'll need to work on your thoughts so that you can change your own beliefs. Here's how that works. What you say to yourself repeatedly is both an instruction to your body on how to think and act, and it also creates or reinforces your values and beliefs. Before we talk about remedying that situation, I want to ask you a question. And the question is, is business really for you? I recommend that you think long and hard about whether you're willing to do the mindset work required to run a successful business. This means actively working on your self-talk and your self-worth so that you can start to change your money values over a period of time and perhaps it's going to be a few months. If you do that thinking work and you feel it's definitely what you want to run your own business, not to work for somebody else, but to truly do your own thing, 
then let's talk about what you can do to start shifting your money values. Immediately, you're going to need to talk to yourself differently. So instead of saying, I can't afford that or I shouldn't be spending money on myself, those sorts of statements will need to change. And perhaps alternatives could be things like, how can I afford that? Or what will I invest in myself? Or if I invest in this now, it will bring me returns in the future. So changing some of the ways that you talk to yourself about the things that you're buying are going to help you to shift your money values. But that's a longer term process. What can you do right now? Let's talk about becoming viable. And I actually did another podcast episode on this. If you'd like to go back and have a listen, I'll put a link in the notes. Even if your money values need some work, there are things you can do right now to help you communicate value to your clients and yourself more easily. And the more you do these things, the more it will support your work in changing your mindset around money values. You'll be convincing yourself of your own value and that sense of confidence and conviction that you build in yourself will create an energy that confers trust to your clients. They will see that you believe in your value and they will believe in it too. So here are three things you can do. Firstly, describe your services as affordable and set prices that feel good to you right now. Let's unpack that a little bit. A lot of people talk about discounts and think about how you feel when you hear the word discount or when you see the word discount. It devalues something. It implies that something is cheap or of low quality or not worth a lot. In comparison to that, the word affordable has a more positive ring to it and that creates openness around pricing for both you and your client. If you hear the word discount, you might think about haggling to lower the price, but the word affordable makes you feel more positive and curious and willing to buy. So that one word is a really important word if you're trying to target a market and say, hey, what I'm doing isn't that expensive. Avoid the word discount and use affordable and create value around your prices by using that word. Now, to get the pricing right, I developed something that I call the Goldilocks pricing method, and it works like this. You need to see how you feel about your prices, and the feeling needs to be just right, just like Goldilocks and the porridge. If the fees are too high in your own mind, then you'll feel scared to ask for the money, and it will block you from selling. Your clients will sense the doubt in you, and it will transfer to them. On the other hand, if you feel that your fees are too low in your own mind, then you'll become resentful about being paid too little and it will show up as negative energy around your service or product. So you need to be clear when you choose a price for a service that it feels good for you, it feels like value for money, it feels affordable, any of those things that you want it to be. Then you'll be able to ask for the money and speak confidently about the value of what you do. Remember also, I said the word right now. This pricing is relevant to you and where you are right now and you can revise your prices and increase them whenever you like. So this is a for now pricing that can change according to your schedule because 
You are the boss, remember. So that's point number one for helping you to change your money values and to become viable. Point number two is to communicate value, not price. When we focus on talking about price, then we draw attention to the price and it becomes the main event, a bargaining chip and the main factor that affects somebody's decision to buy. We're actually, by talking about price a lot, instructing people to focus on it and make that their decision-making tool. So it's way better to talk about and to prove the value of what you offer. So when you're coming to the part of a sales conversation where you're talking about price, it's important to pad that part of the conversation out with some value conversation. You can talk to your potential clients about the value of what you're doing in four, five ways, actually, five ways. Firstly, what it will save them. For example, in my Downsize Me program, people would ask about the cost and I would say, how much are you spending on alcohol and takeout each week? And usually it would be over $100 a week. So if your client's no longer going to be spending $100 a week on wine and takeout, they're going to save $400 a month and over a year, that's $4,800. So if your program can help them to lower their wine intake and their takeout food and to eat healthier, then the cost of your program is going to be more than covered by the amount of money that they'll save. So that's one way of communicating value. The second way is to talk about what they might be able to let go of. For example, no more toxic relationships. Or you may find that some of your clients could come off medications with the doctor's help. I've had clients come off hundreds of dollars worth of medication a year because they lost weight, cleaned up their liver and got healthy. So talking about the value of what they let go of is a bigger picture thing and it transcends the price of a program that they'll pay because this is an outcome that's really valuable and meaningful for them. A third way to talk about value is to discuss the value of the tangible evidence of elements of your program. For example, any physical resources that are included, such as a welcome pack or a journal, and also the, um, the value of the service you offer as an hourly rate could be packaged up in that. So you might like to do what's called a value stack and to list all of the components that they get, figure out what they would cost to buy in the retail market, and it's usually going to add up to more than what your program is being charged at. So it makes it seem affordable and good value for money. The fourth way to communicate value instead of price is to talk about what the program is worth in terms of the outcomes. So if you have testimonials or success stories on social media where your clients gush about the value of working with you and how it's changed their lives, that way of thinking is going to transcend price every time. And finally, you can talk to your potential clients about what they will gain, typical results from other clients, outcomes they wish to realise that are valuable to them. So there's what it's worth in terms of the other person's opinion, which is the testimonials, but it's also what they will personally gain and what that's worth to them, which is the fifth point. So that's five ways to talk around value instead of price. And then the price becomes a no-brainer because they're clear on what it's actually going to be tangibly worth to them outside of money. And the third way to become viable is to get out of that low-cost demographic loop to make charity your longer-term goal instead of your immediate goal. 
I've seen people start businesses with the sole aim of helping those who are less fortunate. And while that's a really noble cause, um, when people are targeting that market, inexperienced in business and not wanting to or being able to charge very much and often competing with free government services, then they end up failing in businesses because they couldn't meet their income needs. Quite simply, it's way better to make your money first with a market that can afford it and then you're better positioned to help people who are less fortunate in the longer term. So let's summarise what we talked today. We discussed firstly the fact that like attracts like. It's a proven phenomenon. And that means that if you have poor money values, you'll probably attract those kinds of clients into your business and it will hinder your ability to build a profitable business. So the first thing I encourage you to do is ask yourself whether you're really cut out for business or more specifically, whether you're prepared to do the mental or mindset work required to do a business justice. And then if you are, changing your self-talk around money and what you spend and your self-worth will be a priority for you. But in the meantime, how can you attract clients who are willing to pay? Firstly, by describing your services as affordable and setting a price that's comfortable for you right now using my Goldilocks method. Secondly, by shifting the conversation away from price and onto the value of what you do. And thirdly, for those of you who want to help the disadvantaged, it will probably be way easier if you create a profitable business first and then make charity your longer term goal. I hope that's been helpful for you. Money values affect most people and you can tell a lot of, about what's going on by who you're naturally attracting. If you need help with your money values and you want to work in a coaching capacity with me, reach out to my contact page, melaniejwhite.com forward slash contact, and let me know. We can have a conversation around money values and how I may be able to help you. Okay, thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you soon.